Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and today we're going to talk about training like a Navy SEAL. You've probably heard about the grueling challenges that SEAL candidates are put through as part of the basic underwater demolition SEAL training known as BUDS. Today's guest has recently participated in a training program called SEAL Fit, which was originally designed to prepare candidates for BUDS. How Din is our guest, and he is here to tell us about this extraordinary experience and the ways it's tested him and ultimately transformed his life. Born in Vietnam and residing in the United States, How is an experienced junkie. He's worked across the United States, Europe, Southeast Asia, in the venture capital, financial services, energy, extreme sports, and entertainment industries. He's performed a variety of roles, including innovation evangelist, PL general manager, product owner, and his favorite job as a professional skateboarder. His experience with SealFit is yet another new experience that's allowed him to see a whole new side of himself, both mentally and physically. And I am so excited for him to share with us what it was like to train like a Navy SEAL. How, my friend, welcome to the campfire. Thank you for having me. Wow, man. Who's this person you just introduced? I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, man. I have so many questions. So so for listeners, uh, Hal and I have known each other for a very, very long time. Worked in, uh, in corporate America uh, over 20 years ago. And I had no idea that you were a professional skateboarder. I want to start with that, man. Oh, man. The, the best time of my life back in the 80s when uh, when skating was still you know, the 70s skating was hot and it died. Uh, but back in the 80s, uh, it, it had a resurgence. And, you know, I had a chance to skate with Tony Hawk, Christian Soy, all the big names. But, you know, back in the day, professional was uh, when you got sponsored by a local skate shop and you participated in competitions. Today, professionals make millions of dollars. I wish that was me, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I wouldn't give it up. Uh, you know, for nine years of my life, woke up. All I thought about was skateboarding. Uh, during the school year, I would go to school. As soon as the bus dropped me off, I would dump my backpack, grab my skateboard, uh, and then come home around midnight uh, and did that for like all through uh, my younger years, the best time of my life. Oh, man, that is so much fun. I had no idea. And now like I have even more questions because I just found this out like just before this this podcast. I know we're going to talk about seal fit, but it's, uh, I want to talk about skateboarding. How, how do you get from skateboarding to corporate America to doing this seal fit program? Let's just let's go from the skateboarding to corporate America. Uh, well, I mean, that that's the thing that I've learned through my life is, uh, you know, I have to I definitely have to thank my parents for just having a curiosity of life. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we were refugees from Vietnam. So when Saigon fell, we, we, my, my mom and dad and my family got on a boat and, and got to the U.S. And I'm so grateful for, uh, for that because, uh, you know, we still have relatives that didn't leave. And I can tell you, if I was back in Vietnam, I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, it's just all these opportunities in America. But, yeah, I mean, uh, went, to, went to college and uh, 
you know, my, my dad was a military guy, uh, came to the U.S. He was, a, he was a major in the South Vietnamese Air Force. And when he came to the U.S., his first job was a janitor. And I can't imagine what, what that felt like for him. But, you know, he did what he had to do, uh, raised a family. Uh, we all went to college. Uh, and to your point, graduated, uh, went to work in corporate America and never looked back. Man, that's awesome. So, so how, so take me into the, to corporate world. Yeah. Yes. Actually, you know, Scott, that's where you and I met, right? We were consultants uh, back in the day when uh, this thing called SAP or ERP was high. And if you know how to spell it, uh, you got hired by the consulting company. So, you know, uh, I got hired. (laughs) Honestly, I I remember interviewing people and like, wow, why, why are we interviewing you? But we just needed, we just need bodies. If you remember, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, went through consulting, um, got laid off during the, I was a e-business consultant during uh, the early stages of uh, the startup world in, in 1999. And then when the bubble burst, I got laid off and hindsight is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, Cause you know, pr- prior to that, I was just living a life, you know, everybody wanted me uh, because I, I could spell SAP. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then finally I got humbled and luckily was able to go join a company called GE. Uh, and for 17 years, just, uh, you know, learn how to be, uh, how to work in corporate America. And I, I love my time at GE. And again, got laid off at GE, probably the best thing that ever happened to me there. Uh, and, uh, and hindsight, sometimes life gives you lemons, but man, you really don't know who you are until you take those lemons and make lemonade. And it's been great. Yeah. I mean, and I, I just, in this, just in that 30 seconds, like, you know, refugee for coming from Vietnam and, um, getting laid off a few times and, and both and, and all, all those experiences you're talking about how these are all like most incredible opportunities that you've ever had. So to be able to look at life like that is amazing. So, so there's so much that we could cover today. We're going to talk about this most recent experience that you've had with seal fit. So um, let's go there. Can you, can you give us an overview of what seal fit is and how you found it? Yeah. So um, every year I, I challenge myself to do something that scares the heck out of me. And in 2019, uh, sometime, I don't remember exactly when, but I was watching Discovery Channel and they had Navy SEALs training and BUDS training, as you mentioned earlier. I was like, man, that's actually really cool. And, you know, at that time I thought I was fit. So I was like, let me go see if I'm really fit. So uh, luckily, uh, you know, I went on the, the, the Internet, said, hey, there's these ex-Navy SEAL commanders that have this program called SilFit, and if you want to put yourself through the ringer, they'll you can you can pay them to yell at you uh, <laughs> and do all the stuff that uh, you know that uh, that will test you out. And uh, I was like, that's a great challenge. Uh, so at that time, they had a program called Unbeatable Mind, which is uh, more than just the physical stuff, uh, and that's what we'll talk about here. But I signed up for it, and uh, it was a, a game changer. And um, you know if. Anyone out there that uh, that wants to just challenge themselves, you, I thought that, you know, my biggest concern was, you know, I, I was fit, but I wasn't fit like the people you see in, in you know, in uh, Navy SEALs. But yep. you don't have to be in, in my, uh, you know, every year they have a group of people that go through this program. In my group, we had two 70 year old men and one 80 year old woman. And talking about inspiration, I get inspiration off them. So, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, they, they figured out how to do this to you're not out there trying to be better than the person next to you. You're trying to be better than who you are yesterday, which is totally amazing. Mm. Yeah. I, trying to be better than who, who you are yesterday as opposed to comparing yourself to other yeah. people. Yeah, I love that. So take me back to like 
why you even like why did you even go seeking this in the first place uh yes so um you know maybe i'm a person that's glutton for pain but i, I realized that uh you know i can sit through life and, and just let life pass by and just uh, collect a paycheck and, and do whatever everyone expects me to do but uh i find that quite boring uh, and that's probably why I did skateboarding early on and, and why every time I get laid off, I don't go try to find a job that I got laid off of. I go try something new. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I wanted to try something new. I, I joined, like I said, I wanted to challenge myself physically. But man, what they taught me was mental and, and you know how to make myself mentally stronger so that I can be physically stronger, which it, it didn't really, I, I didn't understand that. But now I do. And, and I can tell you it's, it's exponentially helped me grow uh, through the years. So did you think that you thought this was going to be purely a physical experience and found out that it was mental and that that was kind of surprising for you? Yeah. So, so when I joined the program, I thought, hey, on, on day one, they're going to make me do 100 pushups. The first two months, it was all about breathing exercises. It was all about the psychology of your mind and how uh, when when your mind is made to it, through the billions of years that humans have been around, our mind has been conditioned to help us survive. It's not here to make us happy. It's not here to make us better than we were yesterday. It's just here to make us survive. So, so what I learned is when we get challenged, our mind goes, Oh, this is hard. This is stressful. Don't do this. Uh, stop. So it pretty much uh, tells you that you can't do it. But what the SEAL training provided for me was, I got another 80% in me that that will get me over this challenge. Uh, and I just need to tap into that and figure out how to get to that 80% because my mind is trying to save me in its eyes. But, you know, in today's world, you and I aren't running around uh, trying not to be eaten by saber tooth tigers, right? We're, uh, and, but our mind thinks that our stresses in our life, given a presentation, uh, you know, going up and talking to someone, they relate that to, to being in front of a saber tooth tiger, which is not true. Yeah. So and obviously this is why it's called unbeatable mind. Yeah. Yeah. So can you, can you kind of give us an overview of the program? Yeah. So, so as I mentioned, the, the first two months is all about, um, so you, you can't control your mind. That's the first thing you can manage it. Uh, so, so what they do is they give you, um, ways to manage your, your, your thoughts. Uh, and one is around breathing. And there's this thing called box breathing, which is, um, you, you know, you breathe out four, count of four, you hold your breath, count of four, you breathe in, count of four, and you hold your breath, count of four. And you do this over and over. And what that does in your body, it, it calms you down. So anytime you get stressed out, anytime I get stressed out now, you'll notice I get quiet. And I'm not quiet just to be quiet. I'm box breathing. <laughs> and oh my gosh, it calms me down. And I think all of us agree when you're calm, you make better decisions. Uh, you, you're you're in the flow. So they're trying to they're trying to take a situation where you're stressed out, you're not in flow, get you back into flow. And then once you're back into flow, uh, there's this thing that they uh, they taught us called a fear loop. So as I mentioned, our brain is here to keep us alive. It's not here to challenge us. It's not here to make us better than we were yesterday. So this fear loop kicks in. Hey, I'm getting ready to give a presentation. And your mind is going to go, holy crap, that's scary. And it's going to come up with a million reasons from your life experiences why you should not give a presentation. And it's all false. <laughs> it's all made up, 
right? And because our brain, our brain is here to say, what's the minimum amount of energy do I need to expand to keep how alive? Mm-hmm. And giving a presentation burns energy because it's stressful. Uh, and, and it's saying, no, I don't want you to do that. So, so it, uh, you know, the, the SEALs training taught me to realize that this is a fear loop kicking in. It's my subconscious, my brain. Acknowledge it. Don't fight it because you're, you're going to lose if you fight it. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it. And they replace that fear loop, what they call courage loop. Understand what it's trying to do for you. Oh, yeah, it's trying to uh, prevent me from using a lot of energy on something that's stressful. And then it gives me all these reasons why I shouldn't. And then look at those reasons and determine, are they really valid? 99% of the time, they're not valid. We, we make our own stresses in life a million times bigger than they really are. Then what you do is you manage it by saying, you know what? Okay, uh, if I don't do this, then I'm going to lose out on a great opportunity to present my ideas to someone. Uh, if I do fail, w- what's going to happen? All right, a couple people are going to critique me. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Right. So so you replace that all that negativity to prevent you with all the things that you need to do to convince your mind. I can do this and it's, and it's not going to kill me. And then after you do this so many times, you start doing it subconsciously. Uh, and, and I can tell you it works. Uh, and everything now that I encounter, I automatically go into this. Oh, fear loop. Uh, and, and, you know, initially I had to go I had to go write it down. I had to go practice it. But I've gotten to a point now where I can do this, I believe, subconsciously. Mm. Uh, and it's really helped me tackle a lot of stuff that in the past I wouldn't have just done. Hey, everyone, it's Scott here. Did you know that the members of my real estate team, W Realty Group, are listening to their own voices that call to adventure by setting big goals? Some of those goals include planning trips to Bali and the Kingdom of Bhutan, buying investment homes and running the Chicago Marathon. At W Realty Group, we support and encourage these big goals and want to help turn them into reality. We're currently looking to add new members to the team. If you know a great real estate agent in the Charlotte, North Carolina area that would benefit from being part of our team, please send a text, an email, or give me a call. And know that when you support W Realty Group, you're also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so I want to stop you for a second because this this is this is a direction I wasn't totally thinking we were going to be going, but I love this. Um, Cause you talk about this fear loop and you, so basically we're, we're in the training. It is physical and it's mental, but we haven't even touched the physical piece. We're just talking about mental. You're talking about giving presentations. This is not Navy SEAL stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we're talking about is just overcoming the fear and, and, and converting into a courage loop on this podcast. A, a, a major theme is listening to the voice inside that calls us to adventure and then having the courage to follow that voice. And what I'm hearing you talk about is this sort of primitive brain that's, that says, no, I can't do that. I need to protect you. And, but then there's something below that, that want that, that knows it recognizes that it's just fear. It's just, so I wonder, like, it seems like there's two separate things going on there. It seems like there's you that wants this thing, but then there's this other layer that says, no, you can't. Yeah. And I wonder if like, it, like, is that, is that thing that wants it? Is that the voice that's calling us to adventure? What is that thing? I, I don't know what to call it, but uh, I, I think it is right. Cause, uh, and, and you know, it's very interesting because uh, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that, that, that don't understand that on a regular basis, they, they, they don't do things because of the fear loop. And I see it on a regular basis. 
And, and sometimes you just need to be enlightened. Uh, and, and I wish someone would have, man, if I had this knowledge now when I was 20, holy crap, I, I can't imagine, what, I can't imagine what, you know, what I would be right now, but sometimes, you know, I'm a little slow, but that's okay. I figured it out. Uh, but, uh, now I, I feel stronger mentally and physically than I've ever been in my entire life. So, so, the, so this is very interesting. So the first two months they taught us how to breathe. They taught us fear loop, courage loop. And then the third month they said, you know what, let's do something physical. They said in the month, in this month, uh, within three weeks, we want you to do 300 burpees in an hour. And, right. and then first of all, I was like, I had to go look up what a burpee was uh, <laughs> and, and uh, look it up. And it's very, it's very, it's very intensive on your body. So I remember, uh, and again, uh, when you come into the program, they put you on what they call boat crew because they realize you need support. Okay. So I have five other guys. Uh, it was all guys and there's women in there, but my group are all guys. Uh, and we're all around the world and we jump on a call each week to encourage ourselves. And I remember uh, on that week's call, I told everyone I did five burpees and almost fell over and died. Five burpees. And you, you had to do it right, right? You can cheat on burpees. Uh, trust me, you can cheat. Uh, but, but what you need to do is you, you got to do it right. Because if it doesn't, if it's not right, then you're cheating yourself it is another thing that they teach us is, you know, you, you're, you got to do the things in life that only you can reflect on and who cares what other people think. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, you know, and then what they taught us was, again, our fear loop kicked in. How are you going to die if you do 10 burpees? I'm not going to die if I do 10. I'm going to, I'm going to probably lose my breath and, and, you know, be, uh, be sore. Right. But, taught us that every time you do it, get 20% better the next time. So I did five. The next day I did seven. The next day I did 10. I have an Excel that shows my progression for the entire three weeks. And I still have today a screenshot on my phone of 59 minutes and 43 seconds when I did 300 burpees. Yes. Yes. And, and I can tell you, Scott, every time I question myself, every time I tell myself I can't do something, I look at that picture of that screenshot of 59 minutes and 43 seconds, I can conquer the world. I love that you kept that. I love that you kept it as a visual. Love so it. like, was there a point when you thought to yourself, there's no way I'm going to be able to do 300 of these in an hour? Every week when I, <laughs> every time I did it, because you know, what I did was I went up to like a hundred and I'm like, I, I got three times more. I got to do 200 more and I'm, I'm dying today because I only did a hundred. But again, it's, it's just, it's just these baby steps, mm -hmm. uh, getting, uh, just, just starting and realizing that it's your fear loop kicking in. And, and I told myself every time, yeah, I'm in pain, but I'm not going to die. Uh, and, and, you know, I went online to make sure, is it, is it physically possible? <laughs> I went online to look as like, I looked it up. It's physically <laughs> possible to do 300 burpees in an hour. Uh, it's just that I wasn't, and I thought, man, it's going to take me a year to do this. It took me three weeks. Yeah. And, and all it was, was every day do 20% better. And then you just take that learning and apply it to everything else in your life. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like I, I want to share real quick, like um, back uh, in 2011, my wife and I did a marathon and um, we, I uh, remember looking at, I, I downloaded a training program from Hal Higdon and mm -hmm. 
And I remember looking at that training program, like, and I'm somebody that, you know, was only running, you know, three, four miles at a time at that point. And I remember looking at that training program and seeing that the last week of the training, you had to run, you know, something like 40 total miles. It was like 10 miles one day, take a rest, another 10 miles. And then you did a 20 mile long run on the weekend. And this is just the training. This isn't the marathon. And I remember looking at that thinking, there is no way I'm going to be able to do that. There's no way. But the, but the training program takes, you know, takes 12 weeks to get there and you start with, you know, three or four miles on the weekend. And then the next week you do four or five, and then you just keep adding a mile every week. And before you know it, like, you know, you're doing 10, then you're doing 12, then you're doing 13. And it's like, that was what I kept telling myself. Like, well, if I can do 10, I can do 11. If I can mm-hmm. do 11, I can do 12. And that's exactly what you're, you're talking about right here. And it's, it's amazing how like over time it just builds up. Honestly, all this stuff that, that, and you know, I, I did a lot of research around this, this fear loop, courage loop, they call it, this is not rocket science. This has no, been known for decades. Everyone just polishes off and calls it something different, but it's just our human, it's, it's our psychology, our physiology It's all this stuff is known. Like I said, if someone would have taught me this when I was 20, my gosh, I can't imagine. I want to talk about that because you, you mentioned that a couple of times just now, and you've also mentioned that before we, you know, when we were talking on the phone the other day, but um, you said that you think people just need to become enlightened. And then yeah. you mentioned this whole, um, you know, I wish I knew this when I was 20, but I mean, I guess I'm just, I'm curious because when we say, you say, you know, you need to push past that fear loop. So like there's the you that we speak of, and yeah. then there's the, that fear loop. So like, what, what is it? Like, what does that enlightenment mean? It's, it's when you realize that it's all about you. Uh, and, and I want to make sure uh, we talk about later that the SEAL team is a team. But in order for the team to be effective, you need to know your limits so that the team can come together and say, hey, Hal's not good at this. He'll improve on it, but right now, who else on the team is good at that so that we fill that slot so that we don't have gaps in the team? But you need to understand where your limitations are and where you want to improve. Uh, and, and I guess to answer your question, it's, it's really reflection because, uh, you know, I, I remember early on in my life, people told me what to do. Hey, go be a, go be a doctor. So I went, I went pursue a medical degree. And I was like, man. And then one summer I went to volunteer at, at a um, emergency room. Uh, the first patient came in with a gunshot, almost fell over seeing blood. I'm like, I can't be a doctor. Right. So, <laughs> so, so it's a, yeah. So, so these are the things that that I need to under. I wish and I, and I get it now and, I, and I'm, I'm sharing this. I don't have any kids, but uh, I have a, a startup that is focused on this type of stuff. Uh, and it's more around innovation. But if you think about it, innovation is very similar to what I'm talking about. People don't go do innovative things because they're scared. They're fear loop. How do you go through these small incremental learnings to get to where you need to go? And then realize you are going to fail. You yeah. are going to make mistakes. It's OK. Uh, you know, life life is not if we think our life is going to be full of like perfection, then uh, good luck. All right. Uh, so, so just realize that life has its ups and downs. But every time you have a, an up, enjoy it. Every time you have a down, learn from it. And it all evens out. Yeah, you've done that masterfully. I mean, that's just coming across just in the in the time that we've been on the on the call here. Um, and I think you said something else that's really important. Um, 
we're talking about Navy SEALs. Like, I mean, this is the elite. Like these guys yeah. are, you know, protecting us at the at the absolute highest levels. But what you said was, yes, they're a team, but they have to start with knowing themselves. So it absolutely starts with yourself. And to me, it seems like what we're talking about right now is almost kind of a self-awareness, like knowing what we're capable of and being able to push ourselves to the next level. But but you got to do that before the team can succeed. Totally agree. And, and you know, that, that's the hardest thing I think in life is, um, and I just tell you from my experience is, uh, we're, we're told in life what we should be, what we, you know, how we should act, how we should dress, how we should do whatever. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I'm not asking everyone to be, uh, uh, you know, go against, uh, you know, society and so forth, but just understand that, uh, that you were put on this earth because of you and you have some, some uniqueness in you that people need. But if you just keep on following the herd, you're never going to know what your, your uniqueness is, and, you're, and, the, and you're, you're depriving the world of something great. I, what it is, I don't know, but it's every person is put on this earth. They've got some greatness in them. They just got to figure out what that is. Yeah. So how did this training help you refine what that is for you? Yes. Yeah, so so, so, um, so it's very interesting because, uh, you know, I, I've been doing uh, digital transformation for 20-something years. When we when we were at, uh, you know, in consulting together, I was yep. doing digital stuff, still mm-hmm. doing that. And um, and I, I the, the part that I don't like about my job, especially in today's digital world, is I'm out there helping organizations uh, drive automation, digitalization. And as an outcome, um, there's a lot of people that lose their jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't like the fact that what I do for a living affects other people's livelihood. So. Uh, about six years ago, I started this, the, and it was just really, I mean, I started this thing where, cause I just wanted to be innovative and I started trying to understand how to be innovative. And, uh, and, and I was like, you know what, the only way I'm going to figure out how to be innovative is I try to teach it. Uh, and, and cause someone told me, Hey, the, the best way to learn something is to go yeah. teach it. Yeah. So I, I went out and I f- totally bombed, but finally figured out a formula and how to help people be more innovative, which helped me be more innovative. So, so, so I, I'm, I'm taking all these learnings and every day trying to make myself better. And then now what's happened is this fuel, this passion that I have that I got to go fix the stuff that I'm breaking, which is laying people off. And ever since I went, and it's been what, three years now, uh, well, four years since I've gone through this, this SEAL program, I am so passionate about, uh, what I'm doing in, in my nonprofit where I'm going out and helping people find their, their good, their greatness, right? Uh, you know, people in factories that we go lay off because I'm, I'm making a smart factory. We're going in and say, Hey, you spent 30 years building a widget. Now we're going to digitally upskill you so that you can go work next to a robot that builds the widgets, but that robot has no idea how to make high quality widgets. Yeah. You know how to do that. And give them the confidence and the and the ability to work next to technology because they're part of a generation that wasn't born with an iPad in their hand, right? So right. they gotta they need to have that that additional nudge. So so these are things that are really fueling me these days. That yeah, I got my day job; it pays the bills. But I love uh, doing the stuff around making sure that when I go in and do a smart factory, we also have programs in place where if you're laid off, that's fine because. We're going to upskill you. You're going to come back and you're going to make more money. You're going to have a, a, a better skill set. And if we can't hire you, 
there's tons of other people out there that need people with these digital skills. So it's it's been, you know, to, hopefully I'm answering your question, but I'm taking all these learnings and then pushing it towards my passion in life. Yeah, it's really inspiring, actually. I mean, you know, technology just continues to grow. Like it's going to happen, the efficiencies and, you know, people losing jobs. We This is just part of like the world that we live in. And the fact that you're, look, you're looking at both sides of it, I, I really... I appreciate that. I admire it. I think it's super cool that you're, that you're doing that, like both in your work and then, and then in the nonprofit. Um, so let's, let's jump back to the SEAL training. We kind of left off at you, you were starting to do the burpees, like keep, keep taking us through the progression of this training. Like where, where did we go from the 300 burpees? Yeah. So, so okay. So, so what they do, uh, they, they help you build your mind, make it stronger. Uh, and then they, they, they help you apply, how do you take that into the physical world so that you can do 300 burpees in an hour? And then, unfortunately, I had to wait a year and a half before I was able to come uh, physically on site to put all these pieces together. Mm-hmm. And what they do now is they put you in a team. Uh, unfortunately, since it was two and a half years uh, all in COVID, uh, my team overseas couldn't come over to, to work with me on this program. So I had a different team. Okay. But man, it, then they showed you what happens when you can come together as a team and you can um, confidently tell people, you know what, Uh, we're getting ready to lift this 700 pound log and move it to this, uh, you know, from A to B. Uh, I'm not the strongest in this group. uh, And, and, you know, I would need help in this and have that confidence to ask for help. And and then, and then, Hey, here's this area where I'm actually good at. uh, And I would take the lead in this. And, and then the thing that was really powerful was, um, you know, they mixed the teams up. And then in one exercise, I had, I had that 70-year-old lady in my group, or 80-year-old lady in group. Yeah. Uh, and um, she had glasses on. And uh, we're out on the beach at 4.30 in the morning, complete darkness. Uh, and her glasses fell off. And I stepped on her glasses and I broke her glasses. Mm. And, and it was the start of the day. So she went the rest of the whole day, not able to see. And she's 80 years old. Wow. And I can tell you when we were done, I went up to her, it's like, first of all, I'm buying you some new glasses. <laughs> uh, and then second, that's like, every time I was getting ready to give up, I thought of you. Cause you, she, she I mean, she couldn't see man. Yeah. And then, but the, the entire team was like, hey, go to the left, go to the right. We were, we we're helping her and we got all that stuff done. And I can tell you, in the, you know, they're like, you're moving this 700 pound log. And I'm like, we got this 80 year old lady on my team. <laughs> I was like, you can't I mean, see. that's yeah, amazing. Can't see. But we, we figured it out. And that's what they're trying to teach us is once you understand um, where you are in life, then you can definitely go improve. But once you hook yourself up with a team that has an objective and you're all trusting each other and what your abilities are and feel comfortable telling them, hey, I, I need help here and there. What, can, what, what can't you do? Right. That's the thing. And and it, it just totally I mean, really, I, I mean, now that I think I was like, this is just I wish someone would have put me through this when I was 20. And actually, uh, my nephew, who is 27 years old, I'm trying to get him to go through this program. with me. Uh, but, you know, when you're 27, you, you really don't think like this. Yeah. So, but okay. So you, you said it again, like, I wish this is what you said. I wish I knew this stuff when I was 20 years old. So let's go there. Like for, for people that are 20 years old, like, what, what would it mean? I, I mean I, honestly, I mean, uh, if you just now, you know, if you're 20, just take a step back and say, um, what is holding me back? And I guarantee you, 
it's going to be what other people think, uh, especially now with social media, right? Uh, you know, what other people think, all these like negative things that come to my mind that I can't do it. Uh, and then ask, and then pick one and just say, okay, um, whatever that thing you want to do, ask yourself, is it really a saber tooth tiger or is it a, 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 uh, you know, a, a putty cat in, in disguise, right? 99% of the time it's a putty cat in disguise and, and, and just take one step forward. And yeah. if you do that, by the time you turn 30, you're going to rock the world because stuff every day is going to come at you. It's going to, it's going to be crap. Uh, and, and you're like, you know what? All right. It's, it's a crap. It's crap. I'm going to learn from it and move forward. Whereas when I was in my twenties, when crap came my way, I mulled over it. I spent a month thinking about it. Uh, got me nowhere other than just preventing me from doing stuff that I wanted to do. I didn't let it go. Just, just think about it. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying everyone should go through Navy SEALs, but me, just at least, just at least go understand this thing that we have in our, in our head, which drives a lot of our decision, which is our brain, which again, like I said, is only here to help us survive. It's not here to make us a better person than we were yesterday. If you can understand that and, and, and get some value out of that, it will be really beneficial in your life. And then most importantly, who gives a crap what other people think? There's another thing that I've learned that I, I love about myself now. Yeah. And so I guess I'm curious, like going again, going back to that, like, I wish I knew this when I was, when I was 20, like, what were some of the things that, that kept you from doing what you really wanted to do? It was, was it this fear and just not recognizing that, 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 that fear was something that you could overcome? Yeah, totally. Cause, cause uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of my years. So I spent 17 years at, at GE. Mm -hmm. I, I, I look back wonderful time in my life. I never left GE because I was scared to, right? GE, back, you know, not now, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, during the 17 years I was at GE, it was a leader in developing leaders. Uh, and and I, it did exactly that for me. But now that I think about it, there are opportunities where I could have left and probably done things more of who I am compared to, you know, uh, GE builds people that have this structure and this mindset and then, uh they just keep on making me grow in that mindset, which, which if I think about it now, uh, I'm more now that I'm comfortable, I'm more of an innovative designer compared yep. to what GE wanted me to be was a finance person, yep. uh, which man, I hated, I hated, it, but I did it because it was what they told me I should do. And then when, uh, you know, information technology became hot, um, I went down the route of being an IT leader at GE, which was awesome, but but now that I try to understand who I am, I'm more of that innovator person who has who likes to work with people to come up with new disruptive ideas, uh, build a team that is not about the yes man or the team that says it can't be done. But it's a team that I'll try. I'll make mistakes, but I'll learn and I'll get it done. Yeah. That's the that's my I think that's my goodness in life or greatness in life. So how what I'm hearing you say is, you know, we just talk about this voice that calls us to adventure like you you've had that voice, but you've been like early on, you were kind of more leaning towards just doing what other people told you to do as opposed to listening to that own voice. But would you say that voice was always there or is it, is it just now appearing or? Well, I, I can tell you, um, you know, as we're talking through this, that's probably the reason why I spent nine years skateboarding because back in the eighties, a skateboarder was a, 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 a rebel, right? A person who wasn't, 
who wasn't the status quo per se. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. My gosh, I loved it. And then I, I guess now talking to you, thinking about it, <laughs> corporate America kicked in. It was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to be a rebel. You're going to be pigeonholed into this space. And you got a ladder to climb. Uh, and it's a ladder that everyone else has climbed. And you're going to climb it if you, if you want to. And then I wanted to because I wanted that carrot. Uh, but now I realize, man, thank goodness for all the times I got laid off. <laughs> because, yeah. because if not, I would keep on. If I didn't get laid off from consultant, I would have been another, I, I would have been, I was still being a consultant, which probably, uh, you know, I'm not saying being a consultant is not a good thing. It's just that it's not me. Yeah. Um, I got laid off from GE. Uh, I love my time at GE, but now that I'm outside of GE, I realized I, I'm a, I'm not the type of G person that G would want me to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and nothing wrong with that. I had to go through that learning. G is a great company. Uh, I cherish them to this day, what they taught me, but I, I'm in my own now. I'm in my space. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm wondering like, you know, Monday morning quarterback, hindsight, like always looking back, I wish I had all this information when I was 20, but like, how much of this did you have to go through to, to get to that place? So, so, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I challenge myself uh, every year and, and I've gone through a lot of uh, uh, the, the leaders and uh, um, uh, personal growth, right? There's tons of people out there. Mm -hmm. And, and the one thing that resonates with took me a long time to get was why reinvent the wheel? If you want to be good at something, go hang around people that have done it so that you can accelerate uh, getting to that point. But the problem with me was I was so scared to ask for help. Mm. All right? And the fact that I didn't want to look like I didn't know. But man, now if I don't know something, I, especially with the internet, I go figure out who's an expert and just, just find a way to talk to them. And one thing I learned about people is there's good people in the world. My gosh, there's good people in the world. Yeah. I didn't know anything uh, about uh, this, this component of innovation called design thinking. I went and found people. So many people taught me in their spare time, brought me under their wing, you know, coached me for, for no, I mean, other than my thank you, uh, right? And, and then once I realized how powerful that was, I'm paying it forward. I'm doing the same thing. And that's probably why I love so much my, my startup is I'm paying it forward there because someone paid it forward with me. And if I don't pay it forward with others, then, you know, what type of life do I have? Uh, so, so yeah, just just realize that there there's goodness out there. Go ask for help. It's not it's not a weakness. It's actually a strength. Yeah. If you can go and and have that confidence to say, I don't know how to do this. I am so proud of people, and I want to help them because that's you know how scary that is to go tell people I don't know and yeah. I can can I get your help. That that to me is a strong person. Yeah, and, but I think it from what I'm I'm gathering here like that empathy that you have is because you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to answer your question, just, um, it took me a while to get there. So go, go do this, go do this now, go ask for help early on, go realize you're, you're not going to be perfect. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good people out there that want to help you. And don't get me wrong. There are probably some bad people too that, but again, you got to go learn, right. Yeah. You got to learn the good and bad and so forth, but just go out there and have some fun, man. If, if, you know, I'm lucky that I figured this out. And I, I still have a, a runway to go keep on growing in this area. But just imagine if if we're close to our deathbed and you finally figure it out, and you're like, oh, man, oh, you know, and, and maybe you're not physically fit or, you know, you couldn't do the things that you want to do. 
just realize that we're put on this earth for some greatness and we don't know when that last day is. All right. So, so, so if you don't go and enjoy every second of your day, then it's on you. This It's not anyone else's fault, but you. Yeah. And I, I, I feel that you are embodying this. I just, I can, from your energy, I can just feel that you're living. I love the enthusiasm and like, I can feel that you really mean this and that you're really doing this stuff. It's so cool how, um, so can we sort of just round out the whole seal fit thing? How does the seal fit thing end? Uh, well, uh, it, it never ends to me because, so I did the entry level stuff and, and right. uh, and you know, uh, so I did that week long event, but there's this thing they have called, um, so, so they've got, a, a, I did the week thing and they, they broke it up into chunks, but you can go for, I, I think there's one for 12 hours, no, six hours where you, you can, uh, you can go for six hours straight. They put you through the ringer and then there's one that's 12 hours, 20 hours. And there's something called Kokoro. Okay. Kokoro is 50 hours of this. And I think only like, uh, 3% of it, you pay the money. And if you don't pass, you ain't get a refund. <laughs> so, so, uh, I actually went to another event and I spoke to a guy that went to the Coral and he passed and he's like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, not a lot of people pass, but he, he talked me through what he did to get there. And it's all the stuff that is all back to the fundamentals, right? When you're, when you're at the, the five, fifth hour, you're like, I got 45 more hours. No, no, no. I got the next minute. Okay. I got the next minute. Right. You just keep on just doing these incremental uh, things and then just realize that they're not there to say you got to be uh, as good as the person next to you. No, they're good at looking at you and saying, you know what, how came in and did five push ups and three chin ups. By the end of this, he's going to do oh, he's going to do, uh, you know, 120. This other person came in, did 120. When they're done, they're going to do 200. So yeah. so they adjust because. The purpose is to make you a better person. And then how do you fit into the bigger organization to make the organization or this group that you're in better? And, and once you figure that out, that you don't have to be perfect, uh, and then you got a support group next to you, uh, you, can, you, can, you, can do, you can do stuff that you think is impossible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm living that every day. So, so to answer your question, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get my nephew to go do this with me. Uh, but, uh, I want to do the six hour one and then eventually sometime in the near future, do Kokoro. I love this. So what I'm hearing to sort of summarize is get your mind right. Yeah. And then you can start challenging your physical body with this, with this right mind incrementally. And, and you can just, you can push to like no limit essentially. That, that's what I'm doing. And, and it's working so far. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it's, uh, it's, and it's, it's, and also has some fun. I mean, uh, I, I'm not doing this just to like, you know, stress myself every day, but I'm actually having some fun. Yeah. I, I'm in a, I'm in my backyard picking up logs, uh, where in the past I would like hire someone to do that. And, and <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is, I, I love it because I'm picking up logs. Right. And every time I pick up the log, I think back about that 700 pound log. Yeah. And it's just, it's just very interesting how I think of things now. I, yeah. I used to like dread things, but now I'm like, Hey, what can I learn from that? Uh, and, and I go do it. So what, so what's ne like, what is leveling up look like for you now? Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to do the six hours. Uh, yep. you, you've convinced me to go climb Kilimanjaro this year. I love it. Uh, so I'm going to go climb Kilimanjaro, uh, right. and, um, and just, just keep every, every day I wake up and I go, okay. Um, what did I do yesterday? What I, what I want to do, what do I want to do today? 
and then make sure I wake up early enough so that I can go tackle uh, pieces of that before the world tells me what I need to do for them. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, repeat, repeat and rinse. Rinse and repeat. I love this. So, um, it turns out that, uh, that skateboarding, how kind of went, went, went through a process and, and, and sort of refound this, this new version of skateboarding. How is that, does that sound pretty, pretty accurate? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, every day, I, I feel I feel like I knew how every day, and and that's what that's what I want to like my life. Like I said, if I knew this early on, right, yeah. just wake up in the morning instead of being pissed off that something happened like three days ago. Don't check any emails or social media when I first wake up because it's gonna piss me off. Uh, so just go do just go do how for at least the first couple hours of my more my my day, yeah. and then the rest of it, if it turns out crap, who cares? Because I did all the stuff that I wanted to do at least the first two hours of the day. Yeah, I love this. All right, so I have to tell you, right now I'm reading Jordan Peterson's book, The 12 Rules, oh. I can't remember, it, 12 Rules for Life, something like that. And have you read this? Uh, I think I think I read, I, I don't read a lot. I do a lot of yeah. audio books. I believe yeah. I read, I, I did an audio book, but I didn't finish it, I don't think. Okay, so I'm only about halfway through. But one of the rules at the end is something like, don't bother kids when they're skateboarding. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And so I like, I'm not there yet. I haven't read it. I don't know. I don't know what's behind that, but like you just brought new meaning to that. And I'm like, I have this new excitement about reading that chapter. So I'll have to report back to you, but uh, <laughs> I think, I think you're on to something there. I'm pretty excited. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll this all this stuff that I'm doing has been done billion times over with other people, right? So it's not like I came up with this. All of us are going through our life. We just need to figure out how to make that life the best that we can be. And and I'm figuring it out for myself. How this this episode seriously has been just packed full of wisdom. Like you obviously learned a lot during Seal Fit, but you've obviously learned a lot just on this journey of life. And I really appreciate you sharing. Um, I, I want to just go like, just kind of one more final, like if you had advice for people that are inspired by this episode, inspired by your enthusiasm for life, like what advice would you have for people that um, have dreams and aspirations, but just haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, every day. And, and I do this often go to YouTube and, and just do inspirational videos and every morning watch it and nice. it puts you in a different mindset. Uh, and, and, and then realize as we talked before, Scott, who are you? What do you want to do? Just, just spend a couple hours a week saying, and journal this because it's been proven that when you write it down, mm -hmm. it actually means more than if you just think about it, right? Um, find out who you are. Use those inspirational videos to get you to go take one step forward in that definition of who you are. And I guarantee you, if you do this, uh, it becomes a habit after 60 days or whatever that number is. But you will start getting used to just going, you know what? I want to be this. I don't know it now. Uh, but I took a step yesterday. Now I'm going to take two more steps today, get 20% better every day and it becomes a habit. And you just start doing this subconsciously and it's changed my life. It's changed a lot of other people's lives, but you got to, you got to make that investment up front because your brain's telling you, you know what? Go back to sleep. 
Get out of that warm blanket. All right. It's 4:30 in the morning. Nah. Uh, hit the snooze. It's all up to you. Yeah. Man, I feel, you know, like when we're done here, this video is gonna go up on YouTube. I'm I'm thinking this is this is one of those inspirational videos that you can watch when you get up in the morning. I got chills, man. I love I seriously love your enthusiasm. I love the work that you're doing with the nonprofit. And like you are such a we've had lots of lunch meetings together, and I'm just always inspired by what an innovator you are. Like how this just your your enthusiasm, everything about you, like Hollywood's gonna pick up on your story at some point and they're gonna make a movie about your life. And I want to know when they do, who's going to be the Hollywood actor that's going to play you in your movie? Oh, um, you know, I don't want anyone to play me. I want my movie to be a documentary. Ooh. And I want it to be a documentary of all the people that have interacted with me and a candid discussion around what did they think, right? Uh, was it good, bad, or indifferent? And I hope most of it has been, you know... Uh, how touched me in a positive way, whatever it was. Uh, and, and that's what I want my movie to be. Because, you know, there's so many other superhero movies out there. There's no, I just want to know, did, when, when when I watch it, I want to say, oh man, I didn't know I did that. Oh wow, that's actually pretty cool. Because I can tell you so many people that I can be part of their movie saying, did you know you did this for me? And and you you changed my trajectory in life. And, uh, you know, that's what I would like my movie to be. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now. So I, here's my clip for the movie. You inspire me through your enthusiasm and your just like zeal for like taking opportunity and just, you know, this whole idea of like seeing everything that happens in life as an opportunity, not being a victim and just, you know, taking the bull by the horns and just being that innovator and being creative. And that's inspiring. And I, and I thank you for that. Well, thanks for having me. This is a great. I I, I I love this. I mean, this is the part that fuels me too, right? Because because now uh, you know I need this too. I, I need a shot every once in a while to say, hey, there's there's a little bit more in you, Hal. Keep keep on going, right? So yeah. I appreciate uh, you know this opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it's going to be a documentary. We know this, but what's the what's the documentary going to be called? The day in the life of Hal. That's that's okay. all. I love it. The day in the life of Hal. Well, thank you so much for your enthusiasm and your energy and just spending some time with me here today. For those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope that Hal's story has encouraged you to really listen to that voice inside that's calling you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or you need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Hal, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.